This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Hello, 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 hello. And here we are in the studio, Love to Beat Radio based in Penn, South East London. This is Jackie Groundsell. And I am in the studio with one of my guests, the lovely Hannah. Um, Hannah Gray. So, interestingly, I don't know, this just amused me a little bit. Sadly, one of my guests who was coming on earlier today, uh, based in New Zealand, Trixina Smith, um, she was actually uh, going to be coming on now instead of me, but she's got COVID and she's got the most, some might say sexy voice, I suppose it depends what sexual on yourself really, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> whatever turns you on. <laughs> um, but anyway, we are going to be uh, rescheduling her, but in between times, um, let me touch on very briefly for one of our events that we've got, well, our big event that we've got so far this year, which is our celebration of International Women's Day. And as many of you will know, every year International Women's Day is actually the 8th of March. But over the years, because it's uh, become more known and more popular and obviously many more women um, coming to the fore now, which is all good, it's stretched to the whole month. So our day is actually on the 19th of March and we've got an early bird. So do have a look at the website. As many of you will know, we're all the W's and then 1230.co.uk and you'll find right on the home page there is a link straight through to the evolution of finance for women for business women is there the link so you can book on it 12 30 members are all free but you do need to book in because numbers are limited there's a limited number of small stands there as well and um, it's an amazing place and i have to tell you because it took me a, t a long time to work this one out the nearest tube station it's in the city the venue um, and the nearest tube station is Bank, but many of you will know that Bank is a very large station, and the nearest exit stroke entrance for the venue is exit number nine, so make a note of that. It is on the website, but it's really important, because I walked quite a long way to get there one day. Um, anyway, I am now going to say hello to my guest in the studio, Hannah Gray, who it's quite a while since we've seen each other and lots and lots of exciting things have happened to you. Were you actually mayor when you came to? Yes. If you were mayor yeah. last time. Last time I came on, I was mayor. Absolutely. And now you are? Well, now I'm actually the candidate for the Conservative Party for Beckenham and Penge. Things have really changed. That did take me a little by surprise, I have to say, because it wasn't um, my intention to get involved in national politics, although you know that I'm a local borough councillor. But um, Colonel Bob Stewart decided that he was going to retire, and uh, and I decided that I would put my own name boring. forward. Well, you know how passionate I am about supporting, you know, real grassroots issues here. Yeah. I mean, I know that you're you're not just a local radio, Jackie. I know you're far f further afield than that. But these these issues affect everyone, uh, whether they be in Bromley or Beckenham and Penge, as I hope to represent or whether they uh, are other areas of the country, all of these issues supporting small businesses, women in business, 
education for children, all of those things you know I'm passionate about. So very happy to talk about, well, actually anything you'd like to talk about today. <laughs> we know each other a while, Jackie, so I'm very happy to, to lay the questions open and, and let's go for it. Maybe we need to turn the mics off when we're doing some of our chatting. Who knows? But um, you, you're a local resident, aren't you? I am. And do you have to be a local resident to, to make application the way that you've done as candidate? No, you don't. You don't have to be a local candidate. I am a local candidate. I live in Beckenham, been here for 17 years, been a councillor uh, for 10 years. But no, the once you get on the approved list, this is the way it works, whichever party you're with, once you get on the approved list, they open up applications and people from all over the country can apply. So they get certain, there are certain ratings of approval. Not everybody can apply for every seat, but we don't need to go into all of that. No. Um, and, uh, no, but they can apply for anywhere, so they can live anywhere. And quite often people are asked whether they are prepared to move to the area that they represent, which I think is incredibly important. Mm. I, I mean, it doesn't always have to be the case, but you need to know the area that Absolutely. you represent. And mm. then you need to take that, as I've just said, grassroots issues, but to a national level, because these these issues are happening all over the country. And we just, we do this because, well, I do this because I want to make it a better place. I want people to succeed in life, whether it be in their business life or their home life, their family life. And I think it's really important that we really concentrate on that because whomever is elected, whomever, whichever party it is, at the end of the day, you represent everybody. You would never dream or should never dream of, of questioning someone as to how they voted once you're in, once you're the MP for that area, you really have a duty to represent every constituent and it's important that you get to know them well. And mm. I believe it's important that you know the area well. And for me, I live in the area. I've been here. I've lived these issues. These are my streets, my buses, my shops. You know, says she being very possessive. But, you know, but, but this is where <laughs> I, true. yeah, this is where I live. Um, yeah. But then again, you take those to a, a national level. I mean, the things that you talk about on this radio are national and international issues mm. uh, with businesses and with women in businesses and, and generally um, improving society so people can succeed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, as you say, this radio station is a small station in Penge, um, based in the high street, love to beat radio. And I'm just looking at the moment, there's a little prezi over there for our illustrious leader, Edmund Christie, whose birthday wasn't this Sunday, it was the previous Sunday. Um, and he has built this radio station from scratch, literally with his dad. Um, there's photos in the studio of the progress of how they actually... Uh, progressed here and he always likes to you will have heard him on the on the adverts actually spelling out love to beat because I think it is a bit complicated so I'm going to do the same as him this is love to beat radio station l-o-v-e-z-a-b-e-a-t radio station based here in Penge High Street which is south east London and which is now they've moved the borders haven't they I never quite understood mm. what was going on there what you know what happened with that well, what's happened, as far as constituencies are concerned, is um, Colonel Bob was, rep was representing um, Beckenham. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But now the um, the commission have moved them around so that we're now Beckenham and Penge as a constituency, mm. and they've done that to even up the numbers. Uh -huh. um, they haven't done it to try and make anybody's life difficult, although you know one might think so. No, I could possibly say no. They what they've done is to even up the numbers, and in this particular constituency and others all around the country, because I know we need to continue to talk about the rest of the country. Mm. We've got about seventy-six thousand 
in this constituency and they wanted to make that and they also wanted to line them up with actual physical boundaries and barriers so rivers main roads you know m25s oh, right. all that sort of thing and a1s and all over the country so they wanted to line it up and make it a little bit more sense yeah um the um is it yeah i mean i suppose the sequence on my part so that's uh, thank you for that explanation that's really useful to know um I was brought up in Penge, so Penge is very important to me as well. In Maple Good. Road, I lived there from 18 months, having been brought in. Bought. I wasn't bought, honestly. <laughs> you were brought. <laughs> I was having been brought and born in my nan's bedroom in Forest Hill. So very much a local girl um, at 18 months. And then when I first married, when I was 23, um, but even then, I moved to Beckenham, moved to Chatham for a while, and then came back because I think Beckenham and Penge are really, really interesting places to be. They There's are. a lot of history here. Well, um, my my father grew up in Dulwich, which is oh, just literally a yeah. stone's throw from here. Um, my mother was very local uh, to here as well. And my auntie lived in Dulwich. So I spent a lot of time over that area. So I just mm. literally crossed over the border slightly. Mm. And my partner... Now, I'm thinking... He may have been there just before you, uh, Jackie, but my partner was born in Maple Road, Colin no. Hitchens. No. Yes, he was. Yeah. Absolutely. What school did he go to? Now we're going to oh, go Oh, no, no. <laughs> now, that, now you're asking. No, I don't know. I uh, can't remember. He probably Which went to Beckenham went to. Tech. Well, I'm not sure he did because he then moved over towards the craze. Um, so I know oh, he went to school over right. there, but he might have started. I'll have to ask him. Yeah. If he's listening, text me. <laughs> yes, and Colin, your invitation to be a guest on this radio show still stands if you are listening. Yes, well, he might be, but I think he might be in the meeting. But anyway, we'll tell him later, Jackie. We'll tell him later. He's got all sorts of stories to tell you about the area. Yeah. Um, and he's also very passionate about making sure people are supported in the area. But yeah, yeah and I, you were talking about schools there. Which school did you go to? Well, I was at, um, where was I at? I was at Royston Primary for a while, for a short time when I started. Then I went to Malcolm. And then I went to Penge Secondary Modern School for Girls. Does that still exist? No. <laughs> I don't know that one. I, mean, no. I should do if it you does. You, you probably know it as Rock Hills. Oh, yeah. Right. So um, at the back of Annerley Town Hall, I think it's now the primary school, isn't it? Yeah. But it was built as a school for girls, a senior school for girls, and originally called Penge Secondary Modern School for Girls. That's fantastic. I know. And the headmistress, uh, I mean, we were very fortunate because it was brand new, because we had a great headmistress, Miss Bowles, sadly no longer with us. Um, uh, we had a lot of, um, we had a fantastic science department, great domestic science department as well. Um, and they still kept, because that, that school, the origins of that school was actually in Melvin Road. Mm. not far from where I lived in Maple Road and um, so that was the old building but I was in the um, they did something with us which is really unusual then and even now we had the same teacher right the way through school um, you know now and then other times that you used to change every year mm. but we had the art teacher Miss Burton um, and um, I remember we were very naughty one day. We were, nobody spoke to us in the rest of the school because we were posh girls. Um, but we locked, one of the girls locked our Miss Burton in the cupboard on an April Fool's Day. Oh, dear. <laughs> but nothing happened. We locked her in there and there was nothing. It was complete silence. And, of course, we panicked. <laughs> you can imagine, can't you? We absolutely panicked. And um, somebody went up and quietly opened the door and she just came out and carried on a school walk. 
I mean, oh, how's that? How, how calm and collected was that? Fantastic. So was she your tutor, as in your form tutor? Yes. And then you had other tutors that taught Different you other subjects. subjects. Yeah. Yeah, we had um, um, Mrs. Hudson who took us for typewriting, the best skill anybody can actually learn, I think, particularly these days. Um, Mrs. 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 Andrews, Scottish lady, took us for history. Taxing the I didn't now, have a particularly it? good history teacher, but I had some other fantastic teachers. So like you, Where were you? I mean, I grew up in East Sussex. Sussex. Oh, indeed. Yeah, oh, I grew right. up in East Sussex in Buxted, oh. where the chickens used to come from. I don't oh, know if you remember yeah. that. But um, so yeah, I grew up there. But I went to a brand new comprehensive school, which you know my my parents were betwixt between as to which school they would send me to, um, and and I was really pleased that they sent me to this. I mean, it was massive. There were thousand six hundred kids and. It was huge, but like you, we had very modern facilities, yeah. and our science labs were fantastic. Our music labs were great. Um, our home technology, home tech, was it what's it called? Home economics, it was called. Cooking, uh, cooking, yes, <laughs> cooking. That was great, and so we had really fabulous facilities. Um, and I was uh, very good at sport at the time, hey. so I was uh, the head of sports for our year and for our school at one point. And played hockey and swimming, but it was it was huge school, but it was a fabulous experience because the, the facilities were so good. Mm. And then um, when I discovered music, you probably know this about me, do you? When I discovered music um, and that I could sing, my life turned on its head. Um, a bit like I think it's going to do again, you know, hoping that I do get the the votes to become MP. But but that's just a similarity there is that it turned on its head. Because suddenly, from wanting to stay on at school to do my A-levels, not really knowing, like a lot of young people don't know what they want to do, which is a lovely subject I'd like to get onto because I'm passionate about apprenticeships. Mm. But um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I took over and sang the lead role in a school play because somebody was sick. And I'd, I knew it because I was working behind the scenes. They discovered I had a bit of a voice. Suddenly, I was sent off to music college did all the exams in music that you needed to do, and then ended up in London, in a music college in London, Trinity College of Music, which was oh, a wow. marathon then. Yeah. There were the four top ones, and um, I was in one of them. It's now in Greenwich, it's moved. But, oh, is it? Um, and, and I became a professional opera singer. I mean, I was never famous. I mean, we're not talking super famous here, but I did, uh, I did earn money out of it, you know, and yeah. I really had a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. Professional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was all very, very strange, and sudden change... On a, on a sixpence, or oh, nobody will know what sixpence is anymore. I do, anyway. I do. So, all right. Now, it's interesting because it, I did know that story from other conversations that we ah. actually had, um, and um, also have actually heard you, albeit recorded, oh, really? singing at Crystal Palace. Oh, gosh. Was it firework night? It was, no, it was the lighting of, um, it was when I was mayor, and it was the lighting of the beacon for the celebration of the Jubilee. Oh. And then someone said to me, there's three, three and a half thousand people there, something like that. And um, someone said, well, not someone, I'm going to say, Colin Hitchens. Yes. <laughs> He's got a lot to answer yes. for, Colin. Yes. Yes. He said to me, why don't you sing them the national anthem? Because I would always sing it for the citizenship ceremonies. Yeah. And I said, well, okay, we'll do that. And luckily they had the track. And, um, <laughs> and I stood there with a the microphone and sang the national anthem. And actually everyone joined in. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful occasion. Yeah. And everybody clapped and cheered. Not me, but the national anthem at the end, which was which was wonderful because we were celebrating Jubilee. Yeah. Her Majesty was an amazing woman. Oh, gosh, wasn't she just? I mean, it's just... Um, and to, well, 
all your life, all my life. That's mm. all we've ever known, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, no, it's amazing. I remember seeing her one again. That was the Crystal Palace, and I can't remember what the occasion was, but we were all stood there waiting for her to drive past up near this. It was up near the sports centre, that sort of area more. Um, and they drove past. She and Philip drove past in their burgundy-coloured vehicle. Um, and we all clapped and cheered and all the rest of it, but there weren't many people there, so it was a bit of it was a shame. It was a great. Ooh, I can't right. remember. Yeah, I can't remember what it was for. I don't think it was anything as grand. Obviously, not as grand as the Jubilee in that sense, but um, yeah. No, well, I Her Majesty came to Bromley a few times. I think mm. it was three times in the end, mm. um, and she planted a tree in the Queen's Gardens as well. Um, and that's when uh, the Duke of Edinburgh was by her side and we got to the newspaper for saying one of his lovely, wonderful oh. quips about a lady with a zip in the front of her dress. I can't remember exactly what he said now, but um, <laughs> but it, it was deemed to be cheeky. And he was always cheeky, wasn't he? So yeah. it would have been, people would have been disappointed if he didn't say something absolutely. slightly naughty. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, it's character, isn't it? It's mm. all about character and personality. So um, I don't know quite where our current king's going to be with his health and everything. That's a bit no, we wish him well. isn't it? Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio Mondays 2 till 4 p.m. UK time Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes For and from business women On all the socials www.1230.co.uk At Love to Beat Radio What is a candidate? What is an MP? What's a transition? How does it all work? Oh yes, of course I mean, it is, it is actually quite confusing at this transition. So Colonel Bob is still very much the MP for Beckenham. He was voted in as the MP for Beckenham and he is the MP for Beckenham. Mm. Um, we know that um, the Colonel Bob is um, has stepped away from the whip. He has voluntarily given up the whip because of other things that were going on. You might have seen them in the media. Mm. Um, but he wanted to step away, um, but he's still very much an independent, he's an independent Conservative MP at the moment. So right. that's, that's all a bit little technical, but that's very much his role. He has that role until the next general election. But because he's not going to stand again, uh, they had to select a candidate, so a potential MP. So my name will be on the ballot paper uh, alongside other candidates from different parties. And in the general next general election, whenever that may be, I know you were asking me in the break, but I don't know any more than anyone else does. Um, I've heard it you know, towards the end of the year, but I think we've all heard that. Mm. Uh, so my name, along with other candidates, will be on the ballot paper. Because, of course, Ellie Reeves, that is the MP here in Penge at the moment, mm. she's moving because of the boundary. So she's oh, moving to, I can't remember the exact name of the constituency she's moving to, but she's moving up a little bit, oh. um, as in, not as in physically. Um, moving up, area, um, area. and so there'll be another candidate around this area standing for Beckham and Penge for the Labour Party too. Oh right, okay. Mm. Oh, so no indication of who that might be. Mm, I know who that is, but I'm not going to say on air. I'm not. I'm not going to give them any air. All right. No. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> I did. I did have somebody from one of the other parties um, knock on my door with some literature, and um, he said, "Will you be voting?" I said, "Yes, I will." He said, "May I ask who you?" Who you're voting for, and I said, That is my business. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we often get that, and that's absolutely fine, isn't it? People yeah. uh, sometimes tell you and sometimes choose not to tell you. Yeah. But it's important that, that everybody gets out there, as we said before. 
whoever gets in represents all of the constituents and it's important that they remember that and that everybody is valued because there's quite a big difference between Beckenham and Penge. I mean, they are joined in many ways, but they have their own personalities. Absolutely. And, very different. And they need to be embraced. And, and that diversity is fantastic. I mm. love that. It's very sort of artisan, isn't it? It is. And, and you've got a very strong core of community as well, yeah. I think, with the shopkeepers. Um, very much so. Yeah, with very much. I mean, we, we're sort of on the same side as um, the butchers, so the yeah. butchers. And then over the road, we've got this design drapers I never yeah the drapers right. drapers with Ian and Judy um, and then the jewellers further down Indeed. with Darren yeah. um, I know um, that's probably about all I know actually. and then you've all got the, the music shop yeah down on the, the corner well. there yeah and then you've got the nursery you know, the garden nursery yes and the, Alexandra and the Alexandra pub as well mm. so it's a, it's a fabulous community and I know mm. wandering around when I was mayor because I came because it was Covid, so I could do walk around in the streets. It felt a bit strange, hadn't been done before. Yeah. But it was great because actually they were passing me from, like a pass the parcel from one to the other to the other, because it, was, it wasn't in lockdown. We were allowed to walk about in the streets at this point, but yeah. they didn't want to be... Because you have, you've in the had shops. two stints as mayor, haven't you, because I of did. Covid. Yeah. Um, you really weren't able to do what you wanted to do as, Not as much. Not first time, no. Um, but at this point, you could have two or three people in the shop. So, you know, we were absolutely abiding by the rules. But they were passing to all oh, these. Lovely to see you because they're part of the bid, which is business improvement uh, yeah. districts, just mm. in case people, you know, how we use um, those short things and phrases. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they're part of the bid and they were passing me from place to place to place. So the guy that owned McDonald's franchise as well. Yes. And um, Terry, he's, he's fantastic. He's been here years as well, yeah. hasn't he? So, I mean, everybody looks after each other, and that's yeah. really important. And it's great to see the, uh, the the markets back on Maple Road as well. That is fantastic to see. I haven't. Uh, 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 is that the one that they've put in St John's School, or is it still on the road? No, it's on the road. Yeah, because yeah, I learnt my mental arithmetic with Maple Road Market, because it was mm. very different in those days. Yeah. Um, no calculators for you. No. Oh, well, <laughs> now you say now. You really triggered something there. When I was at this illustrious senior school that I mentioned, we were um, you know, quite. It was a very well thought of school at the time, and although I wasn't A level material, we were brought in our English teacher, Mrs. Thomas, who was Welsh. I never quite understood that. Um, had her husband was Dr. Thomas, and he was a doctor of mathematics, and he came in with this contraption which I know you can't see, but Hannah can see me gesticulating the size of this thing, called a, a Munro desk calculator. Really? That's huge. That's that's A4 size. Yeah. Yes. Or yes. full scout for old, yes. older people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in between, you see. So I'm, I'm, I'm not feet and inches. I'm centimetres and metres. Oh, right. But, but, yeah, I'm pounds and ounces. Oh, right. So I'm a bit it's of a mixture. It's that stage, isn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we were... Thing. Yeah. And I can remember now we had to do seven turns of the handle forward, seven turns of the handle back, and then it moved along. Oh, it was an amazing thing. But, do you know, we went as a group of us that did this, we went to Avery Teachers Training School, college, college. We went there to show the teachers in training how to use the thing. Um, and we were, we, they kept asking, so are you private school? No, not private school. Um, but that was the very first. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? We well, already think what we've got now. It's yeah, not, I mean, um, it's like when you think when computers first came out, they took up yeah. a room the size of this. Yeah. Um, just for one 
one device. It was well, incredible. I was the Saturday girl in the hairdressers. Um, I did that. Did you? Yes. I think it's called Cutting Remarks now. It was from there at the time. Oh, that was in Beckenham, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Mr. Footit, who owned the sweet shop in Maple Road, his, he was married, um, but he had a lady friend who owned his hairdressers. And I can't remember her name. I could see her face. But anyway, I was a Saturday girl there. And I can't think why I started. What were we talking about before I started having to... Uh, I, was, I was talking about computers and how things have changed. And you said, oh, dear, oh I'll have to come back to you now. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I was a Saturday girl there. Um, and I can't think... It would, yeah, definitely, we'll have to come back to you, you now. You said you went to remember. training college. And you were training people how to use Oh, it. oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Okay. One, thank you. <laughs> Rewind. Mm-hmm. Yes, so one of the clients there... Um, she worked for one of the big banks. I can't remember which one now. And they were um, had these room-sized computers. Mm. And she arranged for me to go, and that was Maribyrnong. Um, that mm-hmm. was up there. She arranged for me to um, go up there and meet this chap to introduce me to computers. <laughs> but I was terrified. And uh, we went to this little cafe and he said, would you like a tea or coffee? No, thank you. Would you like whatever? No, thank you. Anyway, I ended up having hot chocolate, um, but <laughs> I, I had, you know, I, I just wasn't used to that paraphernalia and stuff, but he took me this amazing room, and of course there was this ticker tape type arrangement yeah. um, of it all going through, but I never did go that route at that time, but you know, I mean, it's amazing, But isn't later it? you did, didn't you? You were quite yeah. involved in computers. Yeah, well, well, I still do a little bit of um, IT training, which is Microsoft stuff, which is how I started my own business journey. Mm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing, even in those days, what networking does for you, isn't oh, it? For it, those connections. It is. Connections are so, so important. Yeah. So, uh, recently, you know, in my business that I run, um, I, my biggest client is Biggin Hill Airport, mm. and I run a project called Unite to Inspire, which I've created myself. Mm. And it's uniting the aerospace world to inspire young people to want to have a career in aviation, because mm. that's a massive skills gap in this country, is the aviation. There's hundreds and thousands of jobs and thousands of jobs there that we need um, young people to want to be interested in. Now, like all of us, if you, if you don't know about it, you can't want to be it. If you can't see it, you can't be it, can you, really? Because no. you just don't know. I mean, I say this to the younger people because they're 15 to 18 that come on this course. And I said, this is really, you know, just to show you all of the different careers that are possible. Um, and none of us know what we don't know. And they kind of look at me like, oh, don't patronise me. I said, no, I don't know what no. I don't know. No. And we were talking in the break about how you've kept up with everything and, you know, how long you've been doing your... DJing, if that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it's called now. Is but it? on the DJ radio, Jackie. yeah, DJ Jackie, um, <laughs> and that you've kept up with everything because we all need to keep up with everything, don't we? Yeah. But so I show them um, all of the kind of careers they can have in aviation, and it's really important that young people get that opportunity to see to fill the skill gaps because um, life moves on, and as you've so seen, fast. it moves on from a from a computer that's the size of this room to what we're carrying on our mobile phone now. I know. It's quite incredible. And I, I do, going on to, you know, we were talking about business and, and networking. So when we've known each other for forever, but what I've said to them is um, it's really important who, who you know. So the aerospace world is a very, very small world. Is it? And, yeah, everybody knows everybody or knows someone who knows everybody. Mm. Um, and, you know, they, they do need to 
they need to be aware of that. So they're given the opportunities to network mm. with people in aviation from all over the country. Um, you know, we get pilots coming to them that are flying for BA or EasyJet, and you know, that's all over the world, isn't it? Not yeah. just all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they need to make full use of that to develop their skills and see what they want to become and what they want to be. It's, it's really fascinating. You, and is that a full-blown apprenticeship? I mean, I, I always thought it was wrong and very sad that the government squashed apprenticeships, but now it's come back, hasn't it? Oh, yes. So is this thing that you're describing now, is that a, a, an apprenticeship or a course, or how does that work? No, what I run is um, an awareness week. Right. It's called Futures Week, and it's an awareness week to show them um, and experiencing, talking to and listening to um, m- multiple different skills in, in the aviation world. But the people they talk to do have apprenticeships. So Bombardier, one of the biggest employers on the airport, um, and a huge international company, they have 15 apprenticeships every year. Every year. And so, you know, very shortly, there'll be 50 apprenticeships running, apprentices, sorry, running around that building. Well, hopefully not running, it's a trip over. But, you know, walking around that building doing the um, engineering that they need them to do because they're building their skill sets. They're building... You know, because we need to teach young people the skills they need for their future, yeah. not the skills we had in our past. I mean, you said earlier about clutch typing. I happen to agree. I learned to clutch type later when I had a job as a receptionist and wanted to be a PA to one of the directors. And he said, can you type? I said, no, but give me a week. And I set myself on a course, learned to type, and he was true to his word. He gave me my first break in business, and he gave me um, his, his PA role which was fantastic, and I really sort of flourished from that. But you need to grab these things with both hands. Absolutely. Our young people need to grab those things with both hands and and follow all of the leads that they get. So Mm. quite a few of them. I've got quite a lovely alumni from that Unite to Inspire at the moment. And as we were going around, they they were in the apprenticeship. So two of the apprentices, um, one came to talk to them from Bombardier. One was in Castle Air fixing helicopters. One of the pilots that came in is a young female pilot, Nadia, who came to talk to them. It's now flying for EasyJet. So we had really quite a number. Genuine, of, yeah, yeah. hands-on so stuff. Yeah. It shows them where the apprenticeships are and yeah. that they need to follow their dreams and, and work hard at it. 12.30 TWC, Business Beat Radio. Mondays, 2 till 4 p.m. UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes. For and from business women on all the socials. www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. Okay, so we're back in the studio now. I hope you managed to get all your coffee done and are the children still on half term? I think they are. Well, no, I think they've gone back this week. So they've gone back. the first day back, I think. Ah, oh, right. So mums will be catching up with work and whatever they're actually doing in their businesses. Now, I want to tell our listeners about this very exciting event um, that we've got coming up on the 19th of March. So please have your pens and papers handy. And for those of you that are not familiar with us, 12.30 The Women's Company is lunchtime networking, but we do do events Um, throughout the year as well so bigger events this particular event is in London in Basinghall Street and I've got the most incredible lineup of speakers let me run through them with you so I've got Imogen Condon who is from the Bruin Dolphin I was going to say Dolphin Dolphin Group uh, based in London Jean Ombodo who will be talking about pensions um, Imogen is going to talk about are women actually risk averse as far as finance is concerned because the name of this event 
is evolution of finance for women and um, then we've also got Joanne Bell who is another local lady who has Bell's accountants and is very well known mm. in this area um, for all the work that she does and works with her businesses and her acquisitions and she's actually been on the radio show quite a few times so do look back through the podcast this show is being recorded and will be in podcast on the radio station on the 12:30 radio station not this friday but the following friday so again all the w's on 230.co.uk and amazingly up on the navigation bar you'll see the word podcast so you'll be able to find it here um so carrying on with this event we've also got ali mehan who owns Cost Women, which is a very large network over in Spain. She will actually be zooming in, um, but apart from that, um, you know, she'll be updating us with what's actually happening with her members. She and I, for nine years, had a conference over in Spain, which was great fun. I used to enjoy that very much, but the last one was just as COVID hit, but that's another story which I'll tell you another time. So, Ali Meehan is a guest speaker there. Carol Pike. Uh, another local lady who will be our MC and giving us a talk about how we can get our businesses to sparkle. Joe Soley, some of you may know already if you are followers on uh, social media with me. Joe Soley has a business called Bizology, which is about numerology, which is how numbers can help your personal life and your businesses as well. So she'll be talking about that they'll actually be she'll be running a workshop um sam delokia who works with children and she'll be talking about the importance of setting them on the right road to managing their money from a very early age and how that will work michelle yarani is an accountant who has business in the uk and also in malta and next year she's going to cyprus so she's going to be helping us uh, and looking at how we can help our businesses grow with the aim to go international. And last but not least is Wendy Foster, who is the manager at the Small Business Centre, an enterprise um, centre that we'll actually be holding the event at. And me, I'll be doing a mini workshop about making the best time while you're networking and also we'll be doing some speed networking which everybody has pleaded with me please check everybody about the speed networking so that's that's what we're going to be doing now at the moment there is an early bird on it so do have a look and make sure that you catch that if you're a 1230 member it, it's free for you to come but you do need to book in because numbers are limited there there's a small number of stands as well, mini stands that you can have as well. So do have a look on the website, see what's there. We have the Bonanza Lucky Dip, which has got some amazing prizes. Everybody who comes will be getting a prize. Um, so watch this space. And of course, all refreshments are included with grateful thanks to all our sponsors for their help in enabling this to happen in the way that it is. So, let's find out a little bit more about Hannah. Golly, what else would you like to know? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. So, um, with, you say you've got, the two, you've got the two boys. Indeed. And what what routes are they going on for their... Um... Oh, I'm so proud of them. So proud. You'll, you'll set me off and I'll sound all emotional, but I'm really proud of them. They're, they're lovely 
young gentlemen. So the Indeed, oldest they one... Are. I've met them. You have met them, haven't yeah. you? Yes. You've known them a long time. Um, so Charlie is my oldest. He's 23. And Charlie was originally a singer-songwriter. Um, and he loved all of that. But uh, he he decided that he also needed to earn a, a living in a more um, consistent way, a consistent income, should I say. So he is um, he's now a sound engineer. He's gone into working with a local company. But when you say local, you might think, oh, they just do small gigs around and about. But actually, he's, uh, he's mic'd up um, royalty. He's also uh, mic'd up Rishi Sunak. Um, he works in a lot of the hotels up in London where they have their conferences a lot. And uh, and I believe that, you know, you never know, he might be up for some promotion soon. So fingers crossed, because he's been working hard with that company and very, very proud of him. He's got a lovely girlfriend, Nadia, who is also a singer, but she definitely still wants to continue with that career. Charlie doesn't any longer, but she um, she definitely needs a break in the West End. She needs to get into Le Mis, um, which would be fantastic, or Phantom. So if anybody knows them, please get in touch with Jackie, because... Because Nadia's got a fabulous voice. And the other uh, child, the other child, the youngest child, <laughs> is Ollie, um, Oliver Gray. And I'm very proud of him too. He's gone into the RAF. Again, that was all a bit unexpected. We've all had a bit unexpected careers. He um, was, it's a lovely story really. He was taking a, a, his uh, BMX bike apart, having saved a whole year to uh, raise £200. And if you know anything about BMXs, you'll know that the £200 BMX is not going to buy you a super duper one. But nevertheless, it arrived. He took it apart in the sitting room when I went off to do the shopping and I hadn't realised, came back and it was in bits. I said, what are you doing? Well, he said, oh, no, no, I've got to put some wax on this and some oil on that and those sorts of things. And when he'd finished putting it back together again, he came to see me and he said, oh, I've got a couple of bits left over. I said, oh, no, it's not supposed to be like that, Ollie. <laughs> anyway, he got his friend round. There's always that last screw, isn't yeah. there? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got his friend around who was a BMX expert and uh, they put it back together and it was all fine and dandy. And I was telling, here he comes again, another sh shout out, Colin, Colin Hitchens. I was telling him about this and he said, do you think you'll want to do that with aeroplanes? I said, oh, I have no idea. My father was in the army. We don't really know much about um, careers in aviation. So Ollie said for me, he would go and um, he'd do a Saturday morning in a hangar and they call them hangar rats. That's not very nice, is it? But they call them hangar rats. He was 14 at the time. And he went and he, he never left. He, well, he did come up. I mean, he went there every Saturday. Good loved way. it, loved it, loved yeah. it. That was his kind of apprenticeship in a way, I suppose, because yeah. he then uh, took up a course as uh, aeronautical engineering uh, with Surrey and then applied for the RAF. And he's now in the RAF. He's graduated, very proud mummy. And he's in the workshops, and he's based at Odium. So he came home for his birthday, as we said earlier. Yeah. So he's in the RAF, and the eldest is now a sound engineer. Wow. Really unexpected careers, but they're both doing so well. So yeah. proud of them. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yes, I can see you're glowing. <laughs> you're <laughs> Those of you listening, Hannah is absolutely glowing here with pride. I can see what's... Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's... It is amazing, isn't it? Because I can I can remember on social media when you actually the various stages with mm. him when he was with his uniform and everything. Yeah. And interestingly, my um, John, who's actually got uh, his um, handyman maintenance and decorating business now, he went through car mechanic apprenticeship mm -hmm. with, at Bromley College. And in primary school, they spotted he went to St Mary's Primary School in Beckenham, and one of the teachers spotted his leanings she said anything mechanical practical, that's what he'll yeah. practical she mm. said that's what he'll go for he'll love 
I remember um, meeting him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was very shy in the corner, and you said, "This is Hannah." He said, "Oh no, frightening lady." But no, we had a lovely chat. Yeah, you must be very proud of him. I am very proud of him, but I can remember on the day I was thinking, he, "I think he stand up, Jonathan. It's the mayor. Stand up, <laughs> and it's a lady. And stand up." But no, yeah, no, lovely. he's he's doing incredibly well. Um, he's I believe she reminded me of that because I do need a handyman. Yes. So um, oh, okay. as she leans across the counter for a card. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, I've, I'd forgotten. I mean, I'd met him, but I've forgotten that's what he does now. Yeah. So uh, that is very handy. Yes, so you always use local tradesmen if you can, especially recommended Absolutely. ones. That's the networking again. Absolutely. Jackie, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's very much. And I was saying to Hannah earlier that um, being in this position on, on the radio, I was very fortunate that I met Ed at a networking event. Um, you know, networking events are really strange, aren't they? Because they can either be formal mm. or informal. And... People have said to me, when did you start networking? And I said, when I was bored. Because it's communication. Yeah. And you're in conversation. So when you're born, you're communicating in some shape or form. So you are, you're networking then. And it's it's just another word for communication and making those contacts and connections. And uh, my little... I know, Hannah, you've got a black book, haven't you? I have. Yes, I have indeed. And um, I I was part of a group called BNI, which is Business Networking International. Um, and you know, I was thanked the other day. It really bowled me over because I've started four of those, I call them chapters, but groups, you know, in the area. Mm. And I was thanked the other day um, because because of starting these groups, there has been 16 million pounds circulated in the local economy, and I was really bowled over by that. It was mm. uh, it was an award session, and uh, and Greg Davis, who you know, I'm sure, mm. um, was talking about. And he'd already given uh, an award to a young lady, Suzanne Elsie, who has given personally an extraordinary amount of money to local businesses. And we all clapped and were very proud of her because I actually introduced her into the networking scene, on that networking scene anyway. And then he started talking about this person who's been around for six years and has has made sure that £16 million has gone. And we were all looking really quite indignant, thinking, well, who on earth is that? Because Suzanne Elsie is is our super queen of handing out. And it turned out he was actually talking about me, which was was quite funny. But what he'd done is he's added together the, the launch of these four... Uh, particular groups. I mean, they've gone on to do so much more than that. I mean, mm. the group I'm in at the moment is is way more than that. Mm. Um, but it's it, it's incredible, and that's why you're saying local networking, local business. Uh, we're passionate about supporting the local economy, and again, with what I'm going to go into more and more, local economy is so important because it's local businesses are the backbone of our society, aren't they? Not just here in Beckenham and Penge, but all over the country, mm-hmm. uh, and the entrepreneurs starting their own businesses, whether they be in trades, you know, or handymen like your son, or whether they be running other businesses that grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that we support them as much as we possibly can. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I was talking to Lee Thomas again, someone you'll know well, um, and he's got a building that he's he's um, promoting at the moment. It's sort of a proper A plus business, so big businesses can come into Bromley. Um, and he has the facilities there for big businesses as well. So we've got the small businesses and the big businesses, and the big ones feed the smaller ones. If they're doing it well and they've got a corporate social responsibility hat on, they'll use the local businesses to supply their needs, and then everybody in the community benefits, and that's so, so important. We Mm -hmm. saw how hard it was for people in COVID years. Gosh, yeah. Um, And there were some grants that came out that I was 
you know, party to making sure people got the grants that they deserved, mm-hmm. and they so deserved. But it's been so hard for businesses, and mm. we really do need to support them all as much as possible. I know the government had a 70% um, relief for small businesses. I think that's really uh, very key that we support all of our businesses, big and small, yeah. to keep this country afloat, keep yeah. it going, because yeah. it's it's what goes round comes round, isn't it? it, it it filters down to your family. I mean, that's the money that you earn at the end of the day and the absolutely. things that you can do in, in your own family yeah. with your own family. No, absolutely. And you will have seen, um, as I have, how what COVID actually did to local businesses, but businesses that we've had connections mm. with, how some businesses were able to actually um, turn themselves around and reinvent themselves, yeah, if you pivot. like. Yeah. Um, whereas others weren't quite so successful. But um, just sort of touching on my family again, my other son does something quite different and is actually um, finishing up on a training course to remove tattoos. Oh, really? So if you happen to have a tattoo, Hannah, that you don't want... He did try and persuade my hairdresser to go and have a rubbish one so he could practice. (laughs) That's a bit extreme. Yeah, I know. Um, But he's actually um, doing part of the course today. So... That is what he's aiming for. That's what Golly. you do. He's got all the gear. That's completely uh, changed yeah. now, though, hasn't it? Because when they mm. used to remove tattoos, you used to end up with... A, it was just as painful as having the original tattoo, but you used to end up with a white line. Um, oh, really? I don't yeah, know. that's what it used to be like. But now oh. I think they can actually get rid of them completely. Yes. It's such a fantastic skill to have, yeah. because let's face it, back in the day when people started having tattoos, there were some horrific... Monsters out there, weren't they? Gosh. My cleaning lady, she said, I've got this awful one on my leg. She said, I'm going to have to talk to Chris about that. (laughs) Get it done. So, okay. So, what about, back to you. Um, We've got Sonia Brown who will be joining us shortly. But back to you, Hannah. What's on your must-do list for this area? What are you thinking? What are your thoughts on things that you see you can help with? Well... I'm very keen, you know, we've, we've spoken about businesses, I think that's incredibly mm. important. We definitely need to support our local businesses um, and also our education for young people. Mm. I mean, we do need another school um, here in the Penge area. Uh, oh. It's finding the right place. There was a proposal for a school before, which um, what, the, what, the locals were, were not were not very um we're not very happy about that's that's for sure i mean it's a secondary school oh. a secondary school for okay. house um and so the locals weren't very happy it wasn't the right location um well it's turned out not to be the right location but it's something that we need to do i mean schooling for young people we've got amazing schools in mm. and around bromley all of the schools in penge and beckenham are good or outstanding mm. and uh the pupils i think it's 97 percent of pupils got their first top four places so schooling I've already said, you know, it's really important. But also we need to have a look at the, we need to have a look at the uh, bus and rail services uh, because they're really overcrowded. In fact, I was talking to my mum about this only yesterday because I see her every week and she came around on Sunday and she was saying she can't believe how many people are squeezed on the buses and she's not travelling during peak times, you know, because she's, she's more sensible than that. She doesn't need to, so she doesn't. And so we need to, we need to encourage the super loop the Superloop bus to actually oh. come into into Beckenham. Tell me um, about that. Well, it needs to relieve the uh, you know, 358 and the 227, if I've got my buses correct, uh, because they are so overcrowded. So the Superloop bus um, will take will relieve some of the pressure on that. And we also need to see if we can get the Crystal Palace line into London Bridge again. 
uh, because that that was cut and we need to make sure that we've got or the, the line into London Bridge that's been more precise was cut so we need to make sure that we've got a really good rail service as well because you know we're only about 15 minutes from the centre of London here well we've got the tram as well in Beckenham yeah. any thoughts for developing that well I don't know how that? we can develop it but I, I've used that on many occasions I was really surprised as to how quick it was to get down to uh, East Croydon yep. and then from there yep. off to Gatwick yep. it was so quick so we should really, you know, capitalise on that as much as possible, but make sure that we've got the capacity to to make to, to stop people from having to be crammed on the buses. I think that's incredibly important. We need to stop the paper mile. I mean, I, I know we're not allowed to get all super political, but we've got to stop paper mile. He's already put the ULES. I say he, you know, I mean. Well, just going back to John, I think in the last couple of months it's cost him a thousand pounds. It's crazy. I mean, we don't have bad air quality out here, um, mm. and. I know it's political and we shouldn't get political, but we do need to stop his Detroit plan, which is to start paper mile. We need to stop that uh, so that businesses can, mm. can flourish in the area and they're not persecuted over that. Mm. And, um, you know, when I was talking about um, apprenticeships earlier, we've had over 5,000 apprenticeships here um, since the, the uh, Conservative Party have been so over 5,000 in Beckenham. So that's all of those things I'm passionate about. And, um, yeah. and I'm also delighted to see that we've got the new um, investment of £20 million into the cancer unit for the crew. That's also really important, oh. really important. Oh, right. I didn't know about yeah. that. Tell us more about that. Well, um, the Conservatives have, have agreed to invest uh, £20 million into the new cancer unit at the Prince's Royal Unit over there, the crew. Um Again, the planning's gone through. There's, see, some issues are local issues, so the planning will be a local issue, mm. whereas um, the investment is more of a national issue, and Absolutely. we definitely yeah. need to and make that's sure an that example, we, isn't it? Mm, mm. We need to all work together on this just to make life better for everybody in the area. Yeah. So all of those issues, because they all affect all of us, yeah, yeah. Um, in in every aspect of our life. Yeah, no, um, well, I mean, we've got everything pretty covered there with the school education, which is so important, and. Um, it's um oh and police I haven't mentioned that either oh I've got a I've got a um a petition at the moment going up um that we want to open a police station in Penge again oh, and gosh, one in yeah. West Wickham because we need to get our police on on our streets we want our neighbourhood police in guess what our neighbourhood and not twenty minutes away on a bus do you know oh. that some of our local police have to get a bus yeah. our neighbourhood police well, have to get a bus Beckenham doesn't have any police cars. We need to get that sorted. Beckenham Police do not have police cars. So I have got someone I'm talking to at the moment that is looking into sponsoring two police cars uh, for the area. Oh. Um, so I'll come right. back on when I've got more news on that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. No, we do need police cars. We can't have police going off on a bus. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It? I mean, half of you think, oh, it's great to have police on the bus because you, you know, people will behave themselves. But on the other half, they need to get somewhere. They shouldn't get in the bus, Time. should they? Yeah. And they're based out of um, the Beckenham station or even further... Bromley South. Mm. So we need to make sure that we've got police in the area and we've got our yeah. front desks open. And, and police mm. on the streets. Well, I know there's a lot of stuff going on with the police at the moment, which is, some of it is negative stuff. Yes. But we do need the police on the streets. We do need that visible mm. awareness. So, it, you know, even, it, it, it is all about a presence being there and people being able to see them. And you just look at all the knife crime on the streets. Well, I mean, knife crime's gone up by 54% oh. since the Mayor of London's been in. But listen, but coming back to Penge, 583 violent and sexual attacks happened last year in Penge. That is terrible. Terrible. I mean, any attacks are terrible. Look what's happened in Vets Park. It's terrible. 
we need to get our police back on our streets and we need a police station. Mm. So again, I know you're international, you're not just local, but I mean, from local issues, I'm it's yeah, gross, really passionate it? about it. Oh no, absolutely, and it's it's personal. Mm. It's very personal because, like you, I live in the area, mm. um, and it's so, and I'm involved with local things. I, for ten years, I was for well, nearly ten years chair of Beckenham Business Association, but I'm still on the Beckenham Town Centre team. So I'm very much involved with stuff that's going on locally, apart from being a resident, yeah. which is obviously so essential to, to be aware of all these and things. And the communities are amazing. As you were saying that mm-hmm. earlier, on a, on a much more upbeat note, the communities here in Penge and the ones in Beckenham are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They have great events. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been involved in the events on the green there in Beckenham. Mm-hmm. Every time I've turned up, there you are. Well, yes, dressed as an elf at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if you will, if you want to do anything that's fun but also profile, is that candlelit parade through Beckenham High Street yes. at Christmas. I just absolutely love that. But um, um, Chloe Ross started it. She did it three years. I took it yeah. over and did it for three or four years. I can't remember now. Um, as dressed as an elf. And uh, <laughs> I've been in that parade with you. I've had a candle. I've done it. Yeah, but I think it's. I just. I loved doing it. Um, But again, we're down to funding for it, you know. And it's. I mean, I was very lucky. The last one I did was a horse-drawn carriage with Father Christmas in. Wow. Um, And somehow we scraped the barrel and managed to find the the price for that. And um, you know, it was somebody I knew that gave us a special price. But even so, it still costs money to actually do it and to be able to give out the candles. Lit lamps to the children um, and everything, and it, and it and it brings everybody in because we go from Croydon Road Rec up to the Green near mm. um, Beckham uh, Junction Station, and it it carries all the way through there, and all the shopkeepers take part, the choirs, the church choirs, the school choirs, the cadets. It's so community focused. Mm. Um, That'll be your thing, Hannah. You must you do that. You think you're going to get me on that case? Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm going to raise funds for it, but exactly, you can count on me. I always help. You know that. Well, that's the thing. I think that's the important thing is uh, to know that as an individual person, we can always count on you. This is the 12.30 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Back here with 12.30 TWC Business Beat. I'm here every Monday, 2 till 4 o'clock. As I mentioned earlier, this show is recorded and will be on podcast, not this Friday, the following Friday. Now, let's go back to Hannah. Hannah, what, what's next on the agenda for you? What, what's, what's the process now? You're just waiting for... The, the general election. General election. So I'll be out on the doorstep, knocking on doors and talking to people. Um, we've got surveys that we're taking out locally to find out people's opinion on. Um, we've got crime surveys to find out people's opinion on crime locally. They'll be going through doors and my leaflet to talk about who I am and what I stand for and the principles of of what I want to do in the area. Uh, and I'll be having some um, come and meet the candidate moments. So in different areas. Different places. Some some may be in a pub. Some may be in a in a coffee shop. I mean, I'm sitting here now, Jackie. And I was just saying to you. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, Jackie's given me a glass yes, for me to have some water, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. And I said, Jackie, you do re- realise that these these are uh, sort of depth charge type glasses. She said, What do you mean? I said, it's got a hole. It's got a 
bit in the middle, it's like a shot glass, and then it's actually physically attached to a much bigger glass. So I thought we were going to have a party there for a little Sorry, yeah, sorry to disappoint you. Have a death charge, you put some sort of vodka or something in Next the middle, time. and then something like No, 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 not while we're on the radio again. Uh, um, so, no, so some of my um, sort of open come and meet your candidate will be all, all over the place, really, and um, I'm sure there'll be some hustings which I, I'm not particularly looking forward to. Because they don't usually produce some great debate. They just end up people um, firing shots across each other. Yeah. So really, I'd rather do something a bit more positive and, um, and see, you know, what pe- so people will see what we stand for and what we want to do in the area um, and get to know um, the candidates personally. So I've only got 76,000 people plus to, to go through, so that's no problem. I should be able to do that between now and towards the end of the year. You mentioned about the police. Uh, uh, do you, because uh, Marsha Burke um, is on the police local committee thing. Is that something mm-hmm. you go to? or Not at the moment. Mm. Not at the moment, but I mean, I'll be involved in, in everything I can, I can possibly get involved with. Mm. I mean, over in the ward that I currently represent in West Wickham, we do have you know, meetings on uh, Safer Neighbourhood. Um, and I have been to many of the open discussions, but we need to wait for me to become, says she, fingers crossed, um, the actual MP yeah. to get thoroughly involved in, in seeing what we can do about local crime and local crime issues yeah. and getting money from MOPAC. So that's, I mean, Susan Hall, who's the candidate, the Conservative candidate for mayor, and um, the mayoral elections, the London mayoral elections on the oh, 2nd right. of May. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we want to get rid of Sadiq Khan, then let's please encourage people to vote for Susan Hall. Um, she she's found uh, she found 200 million pounds that she's going to share out amongst Londoners for to beat the crime uh, that we've got going on at the moment. So hopefully we'll get mm-hmm. some of that down here in this area as well. Mm. She's been out and about a lot, knocking on doors too. You met her? Uh, yes, she's a very nice lady. Mm. Very genuine. Mm. She's not full of gimmicks and gizmos and you know, strap lines and all those things that some Throwing politicians are. She's really mm. grounded and down to earth and, and she's not going to make promises that she can't keep. So people say, well, what's her manifesto? You know, what's she coming out on? Well, she's coming out on what she can do and she's going to turn off the ULIS cameras the minute she gets in. That's it. She's She's been told she can do it. The money She's that's been spent on them in the first oh, place. It's absolute madness. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, those sorts of things, is I agree with that she's not going to come out with things that she can't do. She's going to absolutely stick to what she can do. And I'm going to do exactly the same. We're, we're similar in that respect. But mm. we're only going to talk about the stuff that we can do. We're not going to claim that we've done something that somebody else has done as well. That's the other thing. Politics can be a real messy, dirty world, you know. And I don't like it. I, I mean, I, I just... I don't like that kind of behaviour. You need to be honest about what you're going to do and you need to do what you say you're going to do. And you know that I will. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just going to play a little bit of music now so before we move on to my next guest, who's Sonia. Thank you for that, Hannah. Mm. Um, just before before we go into the music, I haven't actually asked you, if people want to get in touch with you direct, how are they going to do that? Um, well, I've got um, a website up, which is hannah at hannahgray.uk. And also, uh, you can email me at um, hannah at hannahgray.uk. So, I mean, the website is, you know, I did that around the wrong way, didn't I? You'd think I'd know what I was talking about by now. So, the, the email address is hannah at hannahgray.uk. I think that's very obvious. And the website is www.hannahgray.uk. Yes, I think people would have got that. They would have got that. Um, I've also got a Facebook page and uh, Twitter. So, you can you can find me at, um, at both Hannah Gray on Twitter. And it's uh, Hannah Gray for B and P. So Rebecca and Penge. 
is on the is on the Facebook. But yeah, Excellent. I'm very happy to talk to anybody about issues that they have and see what I can do. I don't have to become the MP to do something about it. No, no, and I think that is a, a, a tremendous value. Twelve thirty TWC Business Beat Radio Mondays two till four PM UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes for and from business women on all the socials. www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. Hi, Sonia. Can you hear us? I can indeed. Excellent. That's good. It's oh, a bit of a squeaky noise there. I have to move the mic around. Right, good. Welcome, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Now, Sonia, do you want to uh, introduce yourself to everybody? I've got um, Hannah Gray in the studio with me, who is our local conservative candidate. So if you've been able to listen in, you will be able to find out. Anybody who's missed any of that, don't forget that um, this show is being recorded. It's 12.30 TWC, Love the Beat, and it will be not this Friday, next Friday on the podcast. So, Sonia, I know who you are, but would you like to introduce yourself, please? Okay, so I'm Sonia Brandt, MBE. Um, I founded a network called National Black Women's Network, and then we also founded something called Excellent Business, where we used to have white men predominantly holding up the same I'm not black and I'm not a woman, but I want to attend the meeting. So that was a, our business arm of the network. And we've grown from there. We've got the um, um, Super Summit, um, got so many different arms of networking, but it all is focused on networking. And as your candidate, Hannah will know, it is not going to work unless she's in the right network. Because she has to be in the networks of influence in order to make an impact. And that's, that's what happened. And that's what it is. And that's what it was. Um, so, yeah, I've enjoyed networking. And then, I think, about 10 years ago, I stopped enjoying it. And still did it. Um, and then, about five years ago, obviously my health went crazy. And I developed something called Guinean Bars Syndrome. Could you say that again for us, um, Sonia, because I couldn't remember what, what the illness that you were hit with was Gillian, called. Gillian Barr, Gillian Barr syndrome. Right. Gillian and how did that impact on you? I couldn't walk. I was disabled. So at first I thought, oh, why do my feet feel cold? And then I was driving and I was thinking, I pay so much money to get my car serviced. Why is it the pedals feeling this way? It was my legs. And then eventually, I just couldn't, one day I just couldn't get out of the bed. And it was like, what? And then I realised something was wrong. Three hospital visits, trauma unit, and still trying to run the network. It wasn't the work. Um, And interestingly enough, I mean, I struggled with this for about three and a half years. And if you go to my blog on mbwn.org blog, you'll hear about my health issues. What was interesting, I had to go and see my neurologist this week. And we're talking and I'm trying to walk and, you know, I don't want to use the walking stick. I don't want to be dependent on even if it has crystals, Savosky crystals in it. So um, we're there talking and we're having a good time. And she says, Sonia, this is it. This is going to be your life from now on. 
And I was like, oh my God. And that, and then it made me realize, what do you do as a woman in business, running your business, looking after your family, your children, your dependents? How do you factor this in? Because no one, no one expects it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it could be cancer, it could be lupus, it could be sickle cell, it could be so many things. But nobody expects it. And I certainly didn't expect to be disabled, because that's what I am. Because when people invite me to events, I go, no. I remember the last time I went somewhere was um, Ealing Council. I know, King's Business School. No, King's Business School is easier. But Ealing Council. I, I never walked so many long corridors in my life. And then I realised, you're disabled. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise it before. Terrible. I'm disabled. I can't walk. It's a terrible shock, isn't that, it? it? Oh, Jackie. But you still want to be the best version of yourself. Mm. You still want to put that output there. Mm. You still want to be the best version of you. I don't know. Hannah, what do you say? I think you've absolutely got to be the best person, best uh, version of yourself that you can be. And and we all try to do that. I'm, I'm really sad to hear what's happened to you. Jackie was mentioning it before you came on air. Um, but you do sound extremely determined and that you're not going to let that stop you from being the best version of yourself. And you have so many other qualities obviously going for you that you're going to continue to use uh, to your benefit and others by the sound of things from what Jackie was telling me. So it's great to meet you and um, I'm sure you are an inspiration to many uh, women because you just are not prepared to give in and you're going to keep going. Yeah, we'll talk offline because I think um, sometimes we need to, the problem is we need to have people who are authentic in our support of each other. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that we need to depend on. We were talking about authenticity actually earlier, um, and I was talking about it from a political point of view, saying I cannot stand the hullabaloo that goes on and the nonsense that goes on and the promises that are made that aren't kept. Um, I, and I think it's incredibly important because I'm a grassroots kind of uh, person and, and the, the policies that I would like to see are really taking grassroots issues to a national level and not making promises that you cannot keep or that you will not do your very best to keep. So, yeah, absolutely delighted to talk offline because you sound like a very determined person. Yeah, she, uh, uh, she certainly Hannah, you is. Understand. Sorry, Jackie. No, I was going to say, understand. having known you for such a long time, you... you ploughed on and you've coped with everything admirably and um, still give me lots of lovely little stories um, <laughs> of what you're doing. What, what's on the agenda for you at the moment, Sonia? What's, what's, you've right, got a new website, on, haven't you? On, yeah, the website's relaunched. Thank you, Hughes Design. It's great. Um, so we've got a webinar on Monday, 26. Please get people to sign up for it. Ask the expert. So, why do it alone when you've got people who have done it, walked the walk, done the talk, and can help you with your most pressing questions? Please sign up, nbwn.org events. And then that's it. Um, and then there's more things coming up. We've got so many things coming up. It's in the pipeline. Um, but again, you know when you're tired, Jackie? You have to still keep getting these things going on because everyone's like, oh, Sonia, 
we want to do this, suddenly we want to do that, and I've got to go. Let me do a check on them. Let me do this. Because not everybody who comes to you with an idea is the best person to work with. Okay, Hannah, you know that. Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm very lucky. I am uh, surrounded by really genuine people that are really good at what they do. Or maybe it's not luck. Maybe um, I choose my my friends and my associates really very carefully because I um, I have a tremendous number of people that I work with that do fantastic things in the community for businesses, for young people um, and for society generally. So, yeah, you've got to choose carefully. Not everybody is... So, so I would interject the saying, um, since I've had this issue or this syndrome, oh, where are my friends? And you know who really stepped up for me? was my neighbours and a handful of friends. So my neighbours were the ones dropping me to the hospital, making sure I was okay in the house, doing all sorts of stuff. I, you know, normally I'd be in the car going, beep, beep, bye, beep, beep, bye. And now, I remember being on the road, um, trying to walk down the road, so it's half a mile. So I said, all you have to do just keep walking and stop when you need to stop. So I said, right, keep walking, stop. Then I went, you ain't going to make it. <laughs> so I sat on this wall and I said, I don't care how long it takes me to sit on this wall. I ain't moving. And I had beep, beep, beep. And I had Bobby can roll, Bobby can roll. And I was like, yeah. i seen your progress. i seen your progress. Get in the car. So the, one of the neighbours in the flat, because I live in a cul-de-sac, so I'm in the house and they're in the flat. She goes, I've seen your progress, I've seen your progress, get in the car, get in the car. I was like, you know, random acts of kindness. I've never known so many random acts of kindness, even when I go to Tesco. Some days I can't even manage to um, unpack the trolley. Guess what? They come, they open the till for me, they unpack the trolley, they pack my trolley, and then they go, sit down and wait for your taxi. Isn't that great, what? though? Isn't that great? Doesn't that yeah, restore your faith in humanity that there yeah. are? I mean, we have all these horrible stories in the news all the um, time. And, yes, there are horrific things going on in the world. We know that. And, of course, we must be told yeah. about it. But, you know, when you are in everyday life and you find these acts of kindness every day, isn't that wonderful? I always try to do something every day that I can. And I have seen so many things happen. I've seen people stop cars and help people cross the roads. I have seen so yeah. much. And it, and we re need to hang on to that because society is a good place. And we have lots of very kind people. We, here in Bromley, we had over 4,000 volunteers during COVID that, that volunteered within 24 hours. Within really? 24 hours. I mean, Amazing. it's wonderful. I'm lucky enough to be mayor here twice. So, of course, I've seen tremendous acts of kindness and I'm so pleased that you are on the receiving end of some of it because I'm sure you're a giver as well and listen I never knew because all I ever did for years was jump in my car park get on the train quickly how do so, people get in touch so join us at nbwn nbwn.org stroke events please sign up for our webinar on Monday the 26th of February and we will look forward to you being part of us. An expert. And Anna, I hope you join us. 
I'll definitely look it up. <laughs> so, Sonia, thank you so much. We are going to crash into the adverts in a moment. You just come back on the show. And okay. uh, I want to thank everybody for listening in, to Hannah for being here and a super guest today, and to you, Sonia. Stay safe, and I'll see you all again next week. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.